activated virus defense Hello, this is Martin McKay. And this is Chris John Riley. And we would like to welcome you to the official podcast for the 30th Annual FIRST Conference being held in Kuala Lumpur, June 24th through 29th, 2018. For more information, go to www.first.org. And now we join our interview in progress. So we're speaking today live at the event with Bruce Schneier, CTO of IBM Resilient and teacher at Harvard Kennedy School. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I know you have a book coming out quite soon, a new book. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're going to be talking about in that book? It seems to have an interesting title, to say the least. It's my first clickbait title, I know. It's, I, and I've gotten some, a lot of comments about it. I like it. title is Click Here to Kill Everybody. And that's what it's about. The internet is changing. The internet is becoming physical. Internet of things, cyber physical systems, we're giving the internet hands and feet, the ability to affect the world in a direct physical manner. And I think that changes everything. You know, for decades, computer security has worked largely because it's only been about data. And as important as data is, it's benign. It doesn't hurt anybody. And that's changing. It's cars, it's medical devices, it's thermostats, it's the internet of everything. And I think stuff that we used to take for granted no longer works. And I'm writing about that. I'm writing about the tech that's strained and then the policy that has to go with it. I think it's important for our industry. I think it's going to make an enormous amount of difference to all of us. What can we really do to put the brakes on when it comes to moving things to the internet? We've, we've come to the point where it's almost a stupid level of moving things to the internet. Your toaster does not need to be on the internet, but somehow it's a selling point. It's what people want. Everyone wants to be able to just say, Alexa, make me a coffee and suddenly magically have coffee appear. I don't think we can put brakes on it. The push to computerize and connect everything is so great. I mean, think of it this way. It is now cheaper to buy a general purpose chip that includes an internet stack than it is to make a special purpose thing. So if you're making a toaster, the cheapest way to make it is to put on the internet because you've got the the general purpose hardware. That's what you're going to buy because you're not going to create a special purpose chip. So given that the marginal cost to get on the internet is so low, the benefit is has to be commensurately low. So you'll find things on the internet just because they can be. And I'm not sure we can push back against that, right? As security people, we're appalled. Maybe as consumers, we're appalled. But there's going to be stuff on the internet that we can't imagine. And my guess is once everything is on the internet, once your toaster is and your toast is and your toothbrush is, that things will be found to do with them. I don't think we can really foresee the value of connecting things, right? We can see the harms. That, that's, that's our field. And our job, I don't think, is to say stop and put the brakes on it because no one's going to listen to us, but try to build security that works. Now, if you think about it, that's been our job for the past, for decades. You know, we've never stopped anything. We just do the best we can, right? My worry here is that failure is loss of life. 
And that's what makes it different. And when that happens, when there's a catastrophe, governments will get involved in a big way. So, you know, we no longer have this option of a small government, small L libertarian, keep away from our playground, that we will be regulated and, and we have to prepare for that. Historically, that's not really gone so well, right? Things like DMCA, they've uh, blocked security research and prevented people from, from doing research in certain areas. How, how can we put that trust back into the governments and how can governments work internationally? Because because the internet is, is not just a US or a UK or a German creation. This is all over the place. We need something to bring things together centrally. So I have no one answer. I spent about six chapters trying to figure that out. And I actually don't provide an answer. I provide, you know, here is what the toolkit looks like. Here's how regulations work. Here's how liabilities work. Here are some international ways of doing norms. My guess is it'll be all of the above, just like everything else. And it'll be iterative. I mean, yes, in the U.S., governments breed dysfunctional. Europe is is better right now. I mean, right now, the EU is the regulatory superpower on the planet. GDPR is just coming into force. They're going to do security next. Likely, they will lead. You know, I don't know. This is going to be something we're going to uh, struggle with, I think, for years and possibly decades to come. So I know in, in an essay in 2017, you talked about the need for more uh, technology generalists or technologists to kind of talk to government and, and guide them in these kind of areas so they don't go down the wrong track. How do you see that progressing? Are we moving towards that kind of thing since 2017 or, or do we still have a real need for that? I think both. We have a real need and we have an enormous need, but we are moving slowly. There's a lot of efforts in various communities to build what I call public interest technologists, right? technologists working in the public interest. There are university programs, interdisciplinary programs. Right right now, I teach at the Harvard Kennedy School. I mean, I'm teaching cybersecurity to policy students, and it's really interesting. And this is, this is valuable. I've seen joint law and computer science programs – we are seeing more demand at NGOs, inside governments, uh, in regulatory agencies for technologists who understand policy and policymakers who understand tech. I mean, this, this is bigger than us. This is bigger than security, but it's a real need in security that we need people who understand how policy and tech work together. In my book, I really tried to marry the two because sometimes you solve a tech problem with a policy solution. Sometimes you solve a policy problem with a tech solution. And knowing how they interact is real important. And I look at public interest law as a guide. So I didn't know this, but in the 1970s, there was no such thing as public interest law, that there were no career paths for attorneys who wanted to work in the public interest. Now, of course, there's an enormous career path. At Harvard, the Harvard Law School, 20% of the graduating class doesn't go to work for a law firm, doesn't go to work for a corporation, goes to work in the public interest. And they have seminars because that number is so low. In computer science, zero people work in the public interest. There isn't really the career path. We're changing it. I think it's very slow, but this is critical. We have to get this right. In this century, all of the major policy discussions have a strong tech component. Looking towards the future, what can we do as an industry, as a first community, and, and as people who work for large technology companies, what can we do to tr try and push this in the right direction? 
is is there a need for us to be sponsoring other programs working in a different way? How can we adapt how we're you know, moving towards the future? Yeah, in some way, the first community is best positioned because in incident response, we've always known that the policy is real important, right? And we've seen again and again, great tech be destroyed by horrible policy. And we've had to become smart in policy as well as tech. So I think we're, we're doing better than pretty much anywhere else in, in computer security. We need to recognize that these skills are valuable. We, and we need to keep pushing in our corporations, in our organizations, to look at cyber socio-technical systems as a whole and not just as a tech piece or not just as a policy piece, but looking at them together. And I really think the kind of thinking that we have in computer security is actually well positioned to look at policy. So I think we, we, we have to keep doing what we're doing and just do more of it. Are we positive about the future? I mean, it seems, it seems like there's a, there's a lot of problems. We know what's coming up and we're, we're kind of marching into a known problem in the future, but should we be positive about our ability to cope for this or is it all going to go down in flames? So, I mean, it's an important question you're asking. And basically you're asking, will tech become so powerful that the few among us who want to do harm will be able to do such catastrophic harm that our society collapses? It's actually not an obvious question and a real important one because either we figure it out or I've just explained the Fermi paradox. I tend to be long-term optimistic but short-term pessimistic. I think we'll solve this. I don't think humanity will stall because technology will become so dangerous that we can't contain it. I think short-term there are going to be problems and there are going to be catastrophes. There are going to be catastrophes with cars, with power plants, with, with hospitals and medical devices, and people will die. But I think we will figure this out, that we have concepts of resilience, of building systems that fail securely, of building systems that are more linear, that are more loosely coupled. We know how to do this. We've done this in safety engineering. We need to move these ideas to security engineering. And I think we will do it. So I don't think this is the end of, of our civilization. I don't think we're, we're done for. So I am optimistic, but it's going to take a lot of work. Well, it's good to hear that we're not all going to perish in some hideous computer accident. But uh, hopefully we'll all get through the pain and that'll bring change that we really need. So back to the book. When's it coming out? How can we get it? I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, the book is coming out in September, early September. And of course, you know, all of the uh, various sites where you buy books have it uh, already. You can you can order it. Uh, my website, order it. I mean, anywhere. Title is Click Here to Kill Everybody, which is a great title if I <laughs> – it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So so that that's how you get it. And uh, yeah, I hope people enjoy it. I spent a lot of time thinking about this and writing it. Great. Well, I look forward to reading it and uh, hopefully – Continue to read the blog, especially the posts about squids. Very, very interesting. Ah, thank you. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 30th Annual First Conference in Kuala Lumpur, held June 24th to the 29th, 2018. For more information, please check www.first.org. Thank you and have a good day.